And good morning and welcome to the Sacred Heart Hour here on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. This is the month of June, and as the month of June, this is the month of the Sacred Heart. So this is a special First Friday show being brought to you here on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. This is Father Stosh Daly, joined live in the studio by Chuck and Joanne Wilson. Good Good morning, morning. Father. As we enter into this hour on the First Friday of the month of June, the Sacred Heart Hour here on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, we invite you to join us in praying the morning offering prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day, in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world. I offer them for all the intentions of your most sacred heart, the salvation of souls, reparation for sin, and the reunion of all Christians. I offer them for the intentions of our bishops and of all apostles of prayer, and in particular for those recommended by our Holy Father this month. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 We are off and running. We are. (laughs) Without moving. We're running without moving. Father, I know you're going to be off and running because all four Fridays of the month of June are going to be dedicated to the Sacred Heart Hour program. Well, you know, God is love. Nine. <laughs> and uh, so this is, this is just a warm-up today. It's a warm-up. It's going the four miles per hour on the treadmill before you know you have to get up to the seven. <laughs> You're oh, like, I'm yeah. just going to stay here for a while. No, some people just have to get on the treadmill. <laughs> and then you turn it on. <laughs> just standing Not there. Not using the hang laundry. <laughs> and I know, Father, as Emily's going to call in at 8.10, but this is not only the month of the Sacred Heart, we also have a feast day. Absolutely. And why the feast day? Why the, why the Sacred Heart? Well, you know, this is what's beautiful. We're in the month of the Sacred Heart, and we're on the first Friday. Every first Friday of every month is dedicated to making an act of reparation to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. But when the Lord Jesus Christ appeared to St. Margaret Mary in the 1670s, he asked for a particular feast day, solemnity, dedicated to his most sacred heart, and he actually designated even the timing of it. So bear with me as I walk through the explanation. So nine weeks after Holy Thursday, nine weeks after Holy Thursday to the day, it's a Thursday, the church celebrates the solemnity of Corpus Christi. When Mm -hmm. the Lord Jesus Christ appeared to St. Margaret Mary, the solemnity of Corpus Christi was on a Thursday, nine weeks after Holy Thursday during Holy Week. So nine weeks have passed. Now remember the significance of the number nine. You know, nine days of prayer, the apostles were open to the Holy Spirit, waiting on the Holy Spirit. They were with Our Lady in prayer. The number nine is very significant for we Catholic Christians. It's that number of days the apostles were in prayer from the ascension of our Lord into heaven and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost. So whenever we do anything in nine, nine minutes, nine days, nine weeks, nine months, it's kind of a novena. It's revisiting Mm. that intense, fervent gift of prayer and waiting for the gifts the Lord will bestow. Nine weeks after Holy Thursday, we celebrate on Thursday the Solemnity of Corpus Christi. Now, in the 1670s, it was still held on Thursday, nine Thursdays after the Holy Thursday. Well, So great, so incredible is the gift of Jesus in the Eucharist that the church had an octave for eight days from that Thursday of Corpus Christi, it would celebrate the gift of Jesus in the Eucharist. When the Lord Jesus Christ appeared to St. Margaret Mary, he said, I want my solemnity of the most sacred heart to be on the Friday after the end of the octave. You Mm. have celebrated the gift of my life, my heart in the Eucharist for eight days. 
on that first day after the octave closes, that Friday, I want you to Im- immerse yourself in the fullness of my sacred heart. That's why we ended up with the wow. solemnity on this random, to our perspective, this random Friday in June. Huh. I know it's a lot. There yeah. will be a test. No, but, <laughs> but I think it really makes sense oh, that this beautiful is, explanation. This is a feast day that is not minor league. No, not at all. Mm-hmm. It is intimately bound up with the sacrifice of the Mass. It's incredibly enriched with the sacrifice of the cross, and it's uh, kind of building upon the beautiful foundation that each one of us has in the Holy Mass. You can go to Mass every day, receive Jesus, uh, Corpus Christi, the body of Christ. You can receive the body of Christ in the Holy Mass, and then the Lord asks us to just not feast merely upon His divine presence in the Holy Eucharist, but to live in the reality of His most sacred heart. Whenever you pray the Mass— Whenever you receive Jesus in Holy Communion, whenever you adore the Lord in Eucharistic adoration, you're entering into the Eucharistic presence of Jesus. And that's the first step towards living the fullness of reality that is his heart. Remember, biblically speaking, the heart is a reference to the entirety of the person. So when we celebrate the solemnity of the most sacred heart of Jesus, we're basically acknowledging God in the flesh reveals how we are to live. He wants us to live in him, not in merely in heaven, but even right now. He wants us to live in him. And that has huge consequences on us right now, because if you look around the world, if you look at our times, if you look at everything people are dealing with, you see this undercurrent of evil trying to rewrite, redefine, and re-image the human person. You know, even to the point to where people are being once again reduced to their race, Or people think that they can author their identity. And here in these most difficult and challenging of times, the Lord is revealing his sacred heart to us saying, live in my heart, live in my presence. I will reveal you to yourself. In me, you will find out who you are. I created you. I sustain you. I love you. In my heart, you will come to know who you are. In his heart, we are truly set free. We can live. You know, I was thinking also, Father, uh, we, we deal with nine first Fridays. Absolutely. Yep. And I was thinking, the birth, how long does a birth take? Nine months? Yeah. Yeah. So nine. Yeah. I mean, it's a, like the Lord, when he appeared in the 1670s, he made that promise for, for the soul who will receive Holy Communion on nine consecutive first Fridays. He will guarantee that there is a beautiful, peaceful bridge from this life to eternal life. And it's the idea of making an act of reparation. You know, every Friday we get to consider his love for us on the cross. But then the Lord says, but on the first Friday, I want you to show your love for me by going to Holy Mass, by receiving me in Holy Communion. Of course, that implies that we're in a state of grace. And if we're not in a state of grace, we make a good confession. But we, once again, he wants us to live in his presence. He doesn't want us on that boat being tossed around on the waves of life. He wants us to have stability in his heart, to live in his presence. And... You know, making that effort to welcome Jesus and honor him in a, you know, a special way, in a, a way where we are choosing to do yep. that through the enthronement of the Sacred Heart yep. is for some, for many, it was for us a, a beginning sure. of a deeper awareness that yeah. grows over time. Right. No, it's definitely, for some, it is the peak. For others, it's the seed. Yeah. But for all, it's the reality that we live. And it heart. grows. Absolutely. Totally. And again, for those that are just turning in, uh, this is the Sacred Heart Hour, and we're here to help you really enter into his heart, as Father mentioned. 
Um, if you have not enthroned, you're going to, and you can stay with us for a little bit, you're going to hear about the process of how we can help you enthrone your home. And you do a great job of helping us with that, Charles. Well, let's see. <laughs> and, and, uh, but quickly, uh, just go to our website, welcomeisheart.com, or you can call St. Gabriel Radio at 614-459-4820. And we're here to help you, but particularly, you're going to find a lot of information on welcomeisheart.com. And we're going to have a guest coming up, Emily Jaminet, uh, who's going to be talking to us about this webcast that's oh, coming up. Oh, it's exciting. Okay. Is that Emily? Hello, hello. Good oh, morning. And good happy morning. Friday. Well, we know, Emily, you're going to help us understand what the webcast is that's coming up. It'll be our first webcast uh, during the month of the Sacred Heart. And it's going to be on June the 9th. But why don't you just share a little bit why the webcast and how people can sign up? Well, I think that that's such a great question. The webcast is an opportunity for all of us to really take a pause and be inspired to come to understand how important the Sacred Heart Devotion is. As you know, we are so blessed here in Central Ohio, in the Diocese of Columbus, Ohio, and even beyond with the Sacred Heart Hour and a lot of the formation we've received for many of the, our listeners, you know, they have enthroned, hopefully they're thinking about and, and will enthrone to the Sacred Heart this month. But what our mission is not just to hold these treasures here locally, but to really expand and dream big for God, to be able to say, you know, let's help others understand that we are in a great spiritual battle and that the enthronement provides uh, for us an opportunity to live out those 12 promises given to St. Margaret Mary Alico in the 1670s and to be able to really learn how to honor the Sacred Heart each and every day. So during this webcast, um, I will be your host as the director of the Sacred Heart Enthronement Network. I have some amazing guests and speakers including our beloved Father Sash Daly. <laughs> yes! Father Sash. Yay! <laughs> um, he delivers an amazing message, along with Kevin O'Brien, the director of Men of Christ Conference, a former NFL athlete, and he really shares what the enthronement from his childhood meant for him, his family, and really even when he was on that off the path of faith, how the enthronement really brought him back. We have um, a welcoming prayer by our bishop, and I'm excited because this is an opportunity to not only reach a local community like we would if we were gathering at a church, but really to go broad and wide. So enjoy, join us. We will, the website to sign up is sacredheartwebcast.com. And Emily, you know, I know there um, we're going to be those attending. Uh, it's going to be held, actually, the broadcast will be coming out of St. Paul's uh, with you. And it's going to be from 8 till 9 Eastern Time. And uh, again, these speakers, but I'm also, they're going to be blessed with uh, David B. Wright. Yeah, David B. Wright, the founder of 40 Days for Life, such a phenomenal leader. I've I've just been privileged to be able to work with him 
Um, he really has helped our ministry to see that webcasting is really a vehicle of the future. It's maximizing technology so that we can reach people not just in a brick-and-mortar event, such as we love the Sacred Heart Congress, what an opportunity that is, but we can really you know, cast this, um, this net really wide. I think that for the listeners to the Sacred Heart Hour, you know, one of the things that's really beautiful is that we have the ability to influence culture by supporting ministries such as, you know, the work at St. Gabriel and even the, the ministry. You know, I invite them to support us at, you know, welcomeisheart.com because if it's promoting us, promoting enthronement, praying for us, financially supporting us, those, those um, sacrifices have redemptive value and, and they're really a gift. So I'm just so grateful for everyone that has supported us and those that will continue to support ministries like ours. And this year we've had the blessing of almost all 50 states having men and women order the Sacred Heart kits. Yeah, isn't that exciting? I actually went through and we counted you know, and looked at, you know, where are our demographics? Obviously, Columbus, Ohio is our strongest reach, and that's really good news because we want to change the fabric and culture here in Columbus, Ohio. We want to convert and help Catholics really, their faith life come alive. But what was so interesting to me is that there's even though, you know, like every state, you know, every state but two, um, even Hawaii, we've sent, you know, amazing Amazing uh, gentleman out there promoting enthronement, handing out prayer cards um, in the back of his church. You know, those types of things go a long way. So I just, I can't say enough about, you know, when you, you are willing to be part of, of spreading the seeds of faith, you never know where they're going to land, and it's, it's sure a privilege. Anything else for Emily? Joanne? Uh, Emily, will there be testimonies? Yeah, I think that's very important um, that we share from real-life listeners, real-life people that have been impacted by the enthronement. That's something that, um, you know, by our fruits, you know, we'll, we'll know what what we need to invest in, where we should place our trust. And I can tell your listeners that the enthronement of the Sacred Heart is spiritually stabilizing, and that's what the enthronement, that's what the testimonies say, is that the Sacred Heart, when we did the enthronement in the Sacred Heart, he not only, you know, revealed what we needed to know, but he healed our hearts. He stabilized our family. He gave us the graces of peace amongst trials and difficulties, and even a new order to a family that maybe is has not had that for a long time. So I can't say enough. And at the same time, you know, we have to remember for many of us, those years of child raising are, are gone for many of us, we, we are alone, and, and that this devotion is the greatest compliment, you know, if you are a widower or if you live alone, because Jesus wants to be your companion. He wants to live with you. He wants to be no longer knocking at the door, but He wants to come in and dine with you and be the unseen guest and always present in the home, building a covenant of love. And what we can do is also help others. I know that that's one thing that I'm doing is helping people, especially older people, who might say, well, how do I register? And how? And just saying, can I do that for you? Can I give them your email and also remind you? Because that's also 
being a help of the Sacred Heart is to reach out and help others. Yes, anything we can do to help people to understand, you know, what the devotion of the Sacred Heart looks like. You know, in this world that is so topsy-turvy, we need spiritual stability. And my, you know, I, first the prayers, second, you know, sign up, you know, invite other people because I can guarantee that by the end of this webcast, you will understand better the work that we do, why it's essential to, you know, plug in and be a part of our ministry, not only locally, but seeing the impact we're having even nationally and beyond. So it's it's an opportunity. It's it's a, a humble opportunity. And I, I hope that people visit com and check it out. It's free to attend. It's it's really going to be a power pack hour, and um, I've sure dedicated a lot of time to this. So, thanks so much for allowing me to. And, and it's this. easy to register, right, Emily? And close. Oh, it. it's very easy. Yeah, it's just your name and your email, and um, it's because. Let me um, explain to your audience. A webcast means that it will start at eight p.m. You know, we'll send you that link. You'll just log right on. It will be right there. And what's really nice is maybe you're saying. Well, I have, I'm in adoration at that time, or I can't be there. Sign up anyways, because after the event, we will resend out the entire experience. So you don't want to miss out. And I promise you already, um, I, I can see the blessings from this webcast and the impact it's going to have, not only locally, but allowing our ministry to really impact the culture and the fabric of this country. And how wow. are the sign-ups? Uh, we have over 500 people signed up, so I'm uh, really excited about that. We need to, you awesome. know, I'd really like to continue to, um, you know, just see what the Lord has in store and just grow, grow our work. Well, thank you, Emily. I know um, that we're really looking forward to the webcast. It's a great way for all of us, as you say, to not only enter in uh, to the Sacred Heart locally, but nationally and worldwide what's going. But more importantly to me, to take away what Emily and the, the team that she has lined up is going to do is help the family. And that's where we need the help most. We all know families today that are struggling and you might have a family in mind out there. And please have them go to Sacred Heart Webcast, uh, Sacred Heart Su- Success Webcast. Um, go ahead, Emily. What was that? SacredHeartWebcast.com. So invite anyone to it. And also, you know, I just sent out, um, just even before this episode, to remind people about how great the Sacred Heart Hour is. You can share past episodes. So you should be signing up for our newsletter, getting our newsletter, and knowing that, you know, this is something that these resources are for you. This is for you and your faith journey so that you can have more spiritual stability and ultimately spiritual growth that leads you closer to Christ. Perfect. Well, thank you, Emily, for calling in. And uh, we look forward to the webcast. And hopefully everybody out there sign up and then send it out to as many people for them to sign up because a lot of our neighbors say, well, what is this really about? And this is the time that they cannot be in an audience with other people. They can just be at home and see exactly the hope that the Sacred Heart uh, Ministry is giving people throughout the world. Thank you, Emily. 
Thank you. Now, Father, wow. now we <laughs> come back and, uh, you know, and maybe, Father, help us understand how you see this has been act- impacting families and parishes. Uh, well, I-, I think it's important to, to realize that the, or to highlight and state and share that the Sacred Heart is not meant for any one group of people. It's not meant for just like the priest or the sisters. It's not meant just for, you know, um, young married couples raising children or uh, empty nesters or a widower. I mean, truly the Sacred Heart devotion is meant for all. It's meant for everyone. It's meant for each one of us. It's meant for you who are listening right now. And uh, if, if we just, you know, acknowledge that the Lord... He didn't come for one particular group or one particular person. He he came for all of humanity. You know, we remember John's gospel, you know, for God so loved the world, he gave his son. He gave his son for, so that the world may have life within it. The whole world may have life. And so as his son, the word, reveals himself, he does so through his heart, through his uh, the humanity that he takes upon himself. And I think that's so important because we can so easily compartmentalize everything. You know, mm-hmm. it's just like, well, I'm going to get this done at this particular hour on this day, and then that'll free me up to do something else at another time on another day. And <clears throat> once again, you know, the heart of Jesus, it's a reality that we're called to live. It's not merely, uh, it can never be reduced to just a picture or a statue. Uh, it can't be reduced to just a pious practice or, you know, God forbid, it's like, well, that's the flavor of the month of June, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's June. So now think about the sacred heart. No, I mean, <clears throat> the life of the the life of Jesus, the heart of Jesus is a reality. We're all invited to live every moment of every day. And we've all experienced that because people will ask questions. It's like, well, that's what I do on Fridays, but mm-hmm. this is what I do mm-hmm. on Monday. Mm-hmm. You know, Friday, yeah, I'll think about the sacred heart of Jesus on Friday, but on Monday, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm totally getting over, given over to this. And it's like, no, see, here's the thing. Like, every moment of every day, you're a disciple of the Lord, or you're not. If you're a disciple of the Lord, he's inviting you, he's asking you, he's offering you the refuge that is his heart. And there are certain days where we get to kind of uh, live that devotion, live that reality in a more public way. But truth be told, I mean, it's meant to be lived every moment of every day by the priest, by the faithful, by the sisters, by the married, by the young people who are discerning their vocation, by the empty nesters, by, you know, the widow or the widower, uh, the kid who's in a dorm at university, by the individual who's got, you know, their apartment in an independent living facility. The Father, Lord is meant for all. Do you think that's why he... Uh, you know, suggested or asked that an image be prominently displayed. So we do have that, you know, so awareness. We can see. So we have that awareness. Yes. It's that reminder yeah. that we need. Absolutely. And also it's a place to go. Exactly. To pray. Yeah. If we have to remember, like, I love that simple phrase. And it's not complex. It's like we were made by God and we were made for God. Now, the Lord knows us more than we can ever know ourselves. And so he knows that through our senses, we come to know, and then we're able to love, and then in love, we can finally serve. So the Lord knows sometimes we become dependent upon what we can see. And Mm -hmm. I love that thing, you know, if you see something holy, you'll think something holy. He wants Mm -hmm. to be visible before us. 
He wants to be received by us. He wants to dwell within us. And so he gives us this great image, this beautiful image of his heart, a heart that is not hidden, a heart that is not only for a select few who have run the race and crossed the finish line first. No, he reveals his heart for all so that when we're in that moment of difficulty or when we're in that moment of peace, we may rest our eyes on his heart. Of course, it's a rendering, it's an image of a reality that we're called to live. But yes, he knows very well, we need to see Jesus. And, you know, maybe because we don't quite, you know, always understand it at first. Mm -hmm. But when we do understand it, it's really evangelizing. It's true. When someone says, why is this heart, especially our non-Catholic brothers and sisters, but also our Catholic ones? It's true. By the time you explain the heart, you've kind of explained, you know. Yeah. No, it's so (laughs) true. Exactly. And you've brought the word Jesus. Yeah. You've brought the name Jesus. You've brought the person Jesus into someone's life. You know, just the other day. And the love. I had a firefighter come by uh, and he was asking me, he's like, you know, I I feel overwhelmed. You know, I I'm at the station. He goes, now I'm in school to be a paramedic. And he's like, you know, there's just the fervor. There's the excitement. There's just people being people. And sometimes things are said. And I know I shouldn't be entertaining it. But at the same time, he's like, what what do I need to do? What yeah. do I need to do to be effective in bringing the Lord to them? And it's like, well, that's the first problem. You don't do anything. Hmm. You be someone, hmm. you know? And here's the thing. I was like... Be less concerned about how you can change them and be more focused on who is changing you. The Lord is the one who's supposed to change us, no one else. And as we are changed by Jesus, then he works through us to change others. But we cooperate with Well, that's just it. You have to wake up. (laughs) You got to let the Lord enter into you. But we're so, sometimes, you know, in the work of evangelization, we're so focused on what we can do for Mm -hmm. others in the name of the Lord that we forget we have to allow the Lord to be the one to change us. We're, it's not up to us to change someone else. It's up to us to radiate the Lord's love to them because we ourselves have been changed. Mm-hmm. And it, it kind of avoids that temptation to fall into being just a functionary. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm a tool in the hand of the Lord. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, better to be an instrument, mm-hmm. you know, because tools get rusty. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Instruments in the good, hands of the Father. Lord. It's good. So it's like focus on allowing the Lord to change you rather than being distracted by trying to change others. And when they see, and they will, whoever they are, when they see peace in your heart, when they see stability, when they see compassion and consolation in you who are trying to survive in the midst of life that is chaotic, they're going to want what you have. And all you have to do is offer the name Jesus. All you have to do is show them the heart. And the Lord, knowing our humanity, he gives us that image. All we have to do is kind of say, well, you know, I'm not the best on how to change or do this. We're not. But I can direct you to the one who is the Lord. And in doing that, you propagated the devotion. I mean, the Lord says, for those who propagate this devotion to my heart, their names will be written in my heart never to be removed. And it's not that we have to be some PhD or a doctoral candidate or even a brilliant intellect to be effective in this. We just say, the Lord changed me, and I'm so grateful for that. If you desire to be changed, then go to Jesus. And, you know, Father, Mm -hmm. I know you have a testimony of that individual down at your food pantry that was handed a card. Absolutely, yeah. And, you know, for all of us, and like Father, share that briefly, but for all of us, 
we have these Sacred Heart cards yeah. with on the back, but with the Sacred Heart prayer and His We've image. We thousands, and oh. and that is one where everybody can yeah. give them out. Absolutely, yeah, it's no threat. No, and, I mean, and that's the thing. And we all meet someone who needs hope and who mm-hmm. wants love, you know, and they know they need faith. And to just kind of right then and there give them the simple image of Jesus, a beautiful image of Jesus, and a powerful prayer. Powerful prayer. I mean, it, there's not a single person who is not affected or directed or yeah. led by this prayer. I mean, it speaks it, to everyone. It covers it all. Boy, does it ever. <laughs> I mean, and you just make that available. And yeah. uh, the Lord will work through his image, through his heart, through his presence, through his love to save souls. Absolutely. Well, again, welcomeisheart.com is our website. Uh, you can go on sacredheartsuccess.com for signing up for the webcast. And we'll talk a little bit about it later on. And I know we have to close this session out, Father. We're getting the the one <laughs> the coming off. down. <laughs> down. The cutoff. Okay. The cut well, off. the prayer we just spoke of, we invite you to join us as we close this first segment on the Sacred Heart Hour by turning the attention of our minds and our hearts to the Lord Jesus Christ himself. O most holy heart of Jesus, fountain of every blessing, I adore you, I love you, and with a lively sorrow for my sins, I offer you this poor heart of mine. Make me humble, patient, pure, and wholly obedient to your will. Grant, good Jesus, that I may live in you and for you. Protect me in the midst of danger. Comfort me in my afflictions. Give me health of body, assistance in my temporal needs, your blessings on all that I do, and the grace of a holy death. Amen. Amen. I had a moment of overwhelming peace the other day where I felt God's presence very powerfully. That's something called spiritual consolation. In those moments, God makes it easy for us to have the right perspective on life. The next day was rough. I was hit with some really hard news that turned me upside down. You know what I did? I remembered that moment of peace from the day before. And I chose to dwell in that peace. God doesn't just give us moments of spiritual consolation so we can remember them and long for them. He gives us those moments so we can recall them into the present. In a marriage, that time you fell in love, that's not something for the past. There's sweet memories that we recall throughout marriage that feed the whole marriage. So it is with God. In the hard times, recall the way He's shown you His love in the blessed times. Don't just go to your happy place. Go to your God space, and you'll find the right perspective again. This is Chris Stefanik from reallifecatholic.com. There was no single event. It was more gradual. My husband was not Catholic, and at the time, I didn't really think that it really mattered which church we went to because we all loved God and we all loved Jesus. And that was the start of my journey out of the Catholic Church, where I remained out of the Catholic Church for over 30 years. When I was outside of the church, there was always an unsettled feeling. There was always a feeling of something missing and something not complete. When I um, started to read the Bible, I could see that our Catholic faith is steeped in Scripture. I could see some of the sacraments in Scripture. I could see some of the liturgy in Scripture. I wouldn't be the spouse. I wouldn't be the father. I wouldn't be the person that I am without the church and without the sacraments, particularly the Eucharist. I can't live without it. If you've been away from the Catholic Church for whatever reason, we invite you to take another look. Visit CatholicsComeHome.org today. 
Good morning, and welcome back to the Sacred Heart Hour on this first Friday of the month of June here at St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. This is Father Stosh Daly, joined here in the studios by Chuck and Joanne Wilson. Hello, Hello Father. Good again. morning. And as we enter into the second segment of this Sacred Heart Hour here on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, we invite you, our listeners, our family, to join us as we commend this second segment to the mercy, to the love of God in the heart of Jesus. We pray the daily covenant renewal in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Dear Sacred Heart of Jesus, we renew our pledge of love and loyalty to you. Keep us always close to your loving heart, and to the most immaculate heart of your mother. May we love one another more each day, forgiving each other's faults, as you forgive us our sins. Teach us to see you in the members of our family, and those we meet outside the home, loving them as you love them especially the poor and oppressed, that we may be instrumental in bringing about justice and peace. Help us carry our cross daily out of love for you and help us strengthen this love by frequent participation in the celebration of the Eucharist. Thank you, dear Jesus, for all the blessings of this day and protect us and all families in the night that is to come. Help us to live that we might get to heaven. Amen. 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 I know, Father, as we're carrying on from session one, we're talking about the feast day of our Lord coming up in a sacred heart on June the 11th. And it is a wonderful opportunity for families to honor the sacred heart of Jesus. And really, I want to talk a little bit about, we have a lot of listeners who's already enthroned their own. Yeah. They got it enthroned. Yep, yep. But I think what we're hoping to do is be that reminder Right. That you have to think about renewing your enthronement. And a great way to do that is on June the 11th, the Feast of the Sacred Heart, yeah. getting the Mass and coming home and renewing your enthronement. Yeah. You know, whether you brought the Sacred Heart of Jesus into your home 50 years ago, 20 years ago, 13 years ago, or just last month, the opportunity here is to rekindle that love, keep it strong, rekindle the fire, stoke the fire, keep it going. And this year, this month, uh, and in these days, we have a beautiful uh, plethora of opportunities to just kind of rekindle or stoke that fire, uh, to draw close to the Lord's sacred heart, and to just ask the Lord in his mercy to renew the graces he pours forth upon us and our homes you know? And yes, sometimes I know I I like to kind of move pictures around for the seasons, and summer pictures, and you know pictures of snow and, and winter. Fall and and spring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got a full time job, Father. <laughs> Moving pictures around, but I think we can get so used to seeing a picture in the same place. It's true that we're we we just no longer you know, even pay attention to it. So true. But by moving it, a picture yeah. of the Sacred Heart, to another prominent location yep. or doing something around it. Yeah. Put a different vase in front of it or pictures of the family. Light a candle. Yep. And now they have those, the great candles that are even battery. Yeah, flameless. You know, you don't have to worry <laughs> about. Yeah. But it's I do true. think that makes a difference if sort yeah, of does. reawakening yeah. You know that oh, this is the place. This yeah. is this is where our Lord is a reminder in His special way. Yep, 
You know, some of the practices you got, uh, you know, we come out of the Easter season and I know some families, they've renewed the practice in the domestic church, the home, you know, of they'll take down the images or they will veil the images leading up to Holy oh, Week. Oh, that's interesting. You know, and then in May, they have the May altar. And then in yeah. June, sometimes they'll say, well, what, what can we do as a family? What can I do as an individual in June? It's like, it's the month of the Sacred Heart. You know, maybe take the, the picture off of the wall and put it on an easel. And the main mm, table, it's yeah. something, you know, just to draw that attention of others, but also to draw your own attention really? to the Lord, you know. Um, it, it's just, a, it's such a powerful, a very powerful opportunity uh, to just allow the attention of our minds and of our hearts to be focused on Jesus. We're, we're all so distracted and overwhelmed by so much right now. And to just kind of give the Lord prominence of attention. I'm just going to look at you, Lord, and behold you. You know, one alternative is on June the 10th, the vigil of the Sacred Heart Feast Day at 6.15 at St. Paul's. They will be enthroning their parish to the Sacred Heart. And I, everyone's invited, but I think if you have not had, first of all, if you've a member of St. Paul's, you want to go. If you haven't had your parish maybe enthroned, go up there and see what this is all about so you can go back to your pastor. As Father challenged all of us in the first session, is we need to be the instrument to spread this devotion. Yeah. Uh, you know, true. and I know Vatican II was the call to the laity. Sure. sure. And I think this is why we're all trying to answer this call by spreading the sacred heart of Jesus which is the King of Kings, it's only through love that we're doing this. And with that, Father, um, let's go. Oh, our, our website is welcomehisheart.com, and we've all decided, the three of us, it's easier to sign up <laughs> going to welcomehisheart.com. Just remember one link. So you can remember it. So hopefully that. But let's talk about some practical ways. I know we've talked about them, but Joanne, why don't you start and We'll go around. I know you and Father maybe have a couple additional suggestions. Oh, we have more than a couple. <laughs> <laughs> well, we talked about, you know, maybe moving a picture or putting it on easel, something like that. But, you know, think about Valentine's Day in your home. What have you done at Valentine's Day? You know, I, I've shared about making a heart-shaped meatloaf is kind of our <laughs> tradition with mashed potatoes around it. <laughs> But <laughs> that meatloaf, it always comes back at the strangest of moments. <laughs> A lot of ketchup on top. But, um, you know, kind of try to rework that for the this, this sacred heart. And as the children are drawing hearts and, you know, telling people how parents and grandparents, they love them. Think about being more loving. Think about spreading that love in a, in a, really a direct way and even if it's not you know saying i love you but just this morning i tried to have an awareness with the person at wendy's getting a little breakfast mm. just looking in the eye and saying thank you so much you were so kind in which he was but he was shocked <laughs> nobody tells a person you know, in a win window, fast food, mm -hmm. thank you, instead of thanks, have a great day, <laughs> you know, and it, take yeah. a moment to really try to express that love yeah. of the Lord. 
And I think that the Holy Spirit will give us many people in front of us and many ways to do that. Once he knows we're on board, we want to do this for you, Jesus. But as you say, Father, first you have to receive it before Mm. you can authentically give it. And it's a great time to review the promises. And Father, maybe help our audience. And I know that we have them right here on the the, the promises is really the, the key to the promises that these come from Jesus. And it's a recap. Go ahead, Father. Well, I, you know, we, if you've heard about or if you've studied or if you've prayed through uh, the beautiful love that is the Sacred Heart of Jesus, inevitably you've heard of these 12 promises that are referenced or maybe laid out before you. Um, the 12 promises are really, you know, 12 succinct uh, almost like statements that are summaries of the conversation mm-hmm. between our Lord and St. Margaret Mary. And his promises are given to all of humanity so that we may know if we but open the door to our hearts, if we but open our minds and our lives and our homes to his sacred heart, you know, he's eager to welcome us and he will welcome us through these promises, you know, and he, he, we say promises, but really they're almost like assurances. Like the Lord says, I will give you all the graces necessary in their state in life. Well, what does that mean? It's like, if you open your mind, your heart, and your home, your life, to the sacred heart of Jesus, I will give you all the graces necessary in your state in life. That means it's universal. It's not just for the priest or the sisters or the married. It's everyone. It, all of us are called to open our lives to the Sacred Heart. And you can lean on those promises. Totally. In times of difficulty, and, you know, we've shared, this has been a tough year for Chuck and I with the surgeries and, and, you know, especially some health issues. But to go to Jesus and say, Jesus, I am leaning on that promise of the graces that we need in this moment. And there's an assurance that the the graces are there. They are there, yeah. And then, I mean, the Lord... I mean, this the, his second promise or his second assurance, you might say, I will establish peace in their homes. You know, if you bring the sacred heart of Jesus into your home, the Lord promises you he will establish peace in your home. But remember, it's a peace of the Lord. Mm-hmm. It's a peace that the Lord brings. It's not the tolerance that the world so eagerly wants us to have. No, it's the peace of Christ. And it's not a quick fix. No, and sometimes he has to really bring things open and yeah. move things around in order for that peace, that peace of Christ, to really be brought into the home through the heart of Jesus. The Lord says, you know, in the third, I will comfort them in all their afflictions. I mean, there is not a single person in this world who has not been afflicted mm-hmm. a lot over the past year and a half. Yeah. And yet the Lord, you know, he offers us in his sacred heart. If you have my sacred heart in your home, if you live my life in your home, if you have that image that I give to you of my heart in your home, I will comfort you in your afflictions. The next promise, I will be their secure refuge during life and above all in death. I mean, we can all find refuge. We can all seek refuge in a variety of things, but they're all passing. Mm-hmm. You know, people find refuge in drugs. People find refuge in sports. People find refuge in anything and everything, but it's always passing. But if you find refuge in Jesus, it's permanent. You know, the Lord is there and he welcomes us, you know. And then fifth, 
He says, I will bestow abundant blessings upon all their undertakings. Well, this is the thing why, you know, you can't be looking for a quick fix and just say, well, I got the sacred heart, mm-hmm. so he's going to bless my effort to win the lotto tonight. <laughs> um, no. Uh, what you're doing is when you bring the heart of Jesus into your home, you start that effort, that process of living by the will of God. You live according to the will of the Father. And anything and everything you are doing, you are in accordance with the will of the Father, the Lord will bless and he will help bring to fruition. I, I think you also see the blessing. Totally. Because yeah. even with COVID, yeah. you know, having more a quiet time, eliminating some of that fluff that was, you know, yeah. in our lives, unnecessary things, really focusing in. I mean, I can really think of many blessings that came from this very difficult year. Yeah. I'm not sure I could really see them as much before. And the sacred heart has also revealed what's like right there. I know. It's true. (laughs) With our sacred heart webcast coming up on June the 9th at eight o'clock and you go to welcomeisheart.com to sign up. I think of the football player, NFL football player now successful in business and he's going to give the keynote speakers. He's going to be our keynote speaker. And I will bestow upon upon I will bestow abundant blessings upon all their undertakings. And he's going to go back, Father, when he was eight years old. Yeah. Huh. Yep. That witness of that enthronement. Yeah. Came back to him after he had left the church for a period of time, but it never left him. Right. And I think, you know, when you, when, when you learn more about his witness and you hear him speak, you'll kind of, you'll be given that image of how so very many people are like a yo-yo. You know, they're held close and then they kind of, they go flying far away, but the Lord does everything he can to pull them back. And that's why it's so powerful. It's so important to bring the sacred heart of Jesus into your home with your little ones there so that the children are given that imprint, that memory, that experience, that the Lord's sacred heart He's, you know, he's not going to let go of them. And we may try, we may fall, we may wander away, but that memory there, that imprint there, the Lord will use that to try to bring them back, you know? And I know when we made our enthronement, which was back in 1990, 90. 90, you know, it's not like... That was just the other day. It does seem like it more and more. But, you know, it's not like you have to wait to totally even understand this. (laughs) And it's like we we really didn't. And the other thing I'll, you know, share is that, you know, we were were invited to do that. And we invite you to do that. Yeah. And invite others to do that. That's pretty much why we did it. Yeah. Is because Father Joe invited us to do it. And so we did it. And little did we know the Mm. graces. We didn't know. We just knew, sure, we'll welcome Jesus. (laughs) Sure. We'll, you know, count us in. So count you in and help others to be counted in because it is, um, it's powerful. Well, Father, number six, I know I always think of the bishop's talk at our Congress last year. Mm. When sinners will find in my heart the source and infinite ocean of mercy. And he was reflecting. He came from Long Island and the ocean. Yeah. And just oh, how yeah, vast that was it beautiful. is. Yes. And true. when you think of the ocean and all that mm. mercy. That's true. 
Yeah. That has really helped me understand how much mercy our Lord has. Yep. And he just wants us to do our what we need to do, get to Mass, get to the sacraments of reconciliation, enthrone our homes to the King of Kings. That's Jesus. And that's another question, Father. Well, people say, well, yeah, I've, I, that, I know Jesus, but I don't get this sacred heart. Yeah. I think that's the biggest barrier for a lot of people. Yeah. Well, and I, I just had that question, I think, maybe a week ago, and someone's like, I just don't understand, like, what's the deal with the reference to the Sacred Heart? I said, well, when your wife said you broke her heart, do you know what that means? Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, that doesn't mean anything good. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, he's like, in fact, I usually, that usually means, you know, I'm You're in trouble. <laughs> so, but I was like, so why is it you know what it means when your mm-hmm. wife says you broke her heart, and yet you don't know what it means when Jesus says, Ooh, that's come good, to my Father. Sacred Heart? We all know what the heart refers to. Mm-hmm. It refers to life. When your wife says you broke her heart, she's not saying like you gave her a heart attack or you actually broke it in two. She said you affected her whole life and not in a good way. You know? mm-hmm. But the Lord is asking us to bring his sacred heart into our homes. He's asking us to bring it in a profound way, a beautiful way, a liberating way. All of who he is, he wants to offer to you. And, you know, and he's like, okay, I, I get that, but your example, like, hurts. <laughs> it's mm. like, well, that's the only way I can sink through this thick skull of yours, yeah. you know? And I said, but that's the, that's the reality of our humanity. You know, just, mm. we, sometimes we're just too thick. Sometimes we're just stubborn. And mm. we need to be hit close to home when we're looking at the reality that the Lord is offering to us. You know, he's offering us a refuge in his sacred heart where, we can bring our brokenness or we can bring our, I hate to say it, but almost like our violence to him and he will heal that. You know, I think I, I don't have a problem thinking of our Lord as divine, but the humanness that I can break his heart or I can affect him in a way where he really is sorrowing because of my sin is, you know, something that really, you know, Yep. needs to be meditated on. Yeah, one of my um altar boys, he's graduated, he's graduated high school and he's going off to um a military academy and I wrote a letter to him um just as a parish priest, you know, he's served the holy mass for now 7 years, 8 years. And I've seen him grow from a little boy to a high mm. school student and now he's going off to a Georgia mm. military academy. Wow. And in the letter I said, you know, um I think I ask you to learn from my life. Uh, and don't ever commit sin, you know? Mm-hmm. And I said, now I know in the eyes of the world, they look at the sins of a priest and they're like, oh, you know, piddly things, you know, mm-hmm. what do you do? He forgot to say his, you know, Divine Mercy Chapel at 3 mm-hmm. p.m., whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I said, but the thing is, you know, my, I was like, my sins are huge because when I look at how much the Lord loves me, mm-hmm. then every sin, any sin becomes huge. Yeah. But he's got that ocean of mercy, you know? He's got that, yeah. I mean, there's those moments where I like lose control and I just get angry because I can't get everything done. And it's like, but that was a, that was pride. Mm-hmm. You know, the world might look at that and I was like, well, compared to murder, that's nothing. It's like, mm-hmm. no, I'm not comparing it to someone else's and I'm comparing it to God's love and his yeah. mercy and his heart, you know? And it's like, when you know how mm-hmm. much the Lord loves you, then anything that hurts him is huge. But his mercy is even greater. It's even bigger mm. than that huge sin. And it's like, you know, I just, it's like live in his love Live in his heart, and you'll always have that peace. Hmm. And it's like, don't 
don't wait till you're you know, a 39-year-old man who, in my situation, is a priest of Jesus. Don't wait for that. You know, you're 18 years old. Learn that lesson now. Live in his heart. Live in his love. And you'll be at peace. You'll have direction. You'll have consolation. And I just, you know, when you think of our young people today, when you think of everything Mm -hmm. that's uh, in front of them, around Mm -hmm. them, being offered to them, all of their gifts and their talents, it's like, no, learn. Learn now to just accept his love and live in his heart and live until you're alive forever in eternity. But you have to live. Don't exist. You know, people who have the sacred heart of Jesus, they live. People who don't, they exist. Well, I I think hopefully everybody listening will understand to receive his sacred heart, you need to go to church. Yeah. You need to receive the Eucharist. Exactly. Because you receive the Eucharist. Go ahead, Father. Well, I mean, like, it's just what you said. You, you, t- you don't take for granted the opportunity to receive the heart of Jesus. And you know, here we are in the month of June, and we should not be uh, confused or blind to the connection between celebrating Corpus Christi, the gift of Jesus, his body, his blood, his soul, divinity, and the Holy Eucharist, and the heart he wants in the home. We, don't ha- we can't all have the privilege of having a tabernacle in our living room. You know, but we can have the heart of Jesus in our lives. We can have the heart of Jesus in our living room. And when we see that heart, we're immediately brought to the tabernacle in our church without even leaving home. And that's why he said he wanted his heart to be exposed, exposed and, honored, and, and honored and honored because he knew we're visible people. Absolutely. Yeah. He knows we're tangible. He knows we need to see so as to think something holy. He knows we need to see a reminder of his love so that we know we are loved. He knows we need to see a reminder of his mercy so that we know we are forgiven. I mean, he's thought of it all. <laughs> We're in sales here at the Sacred Heart Hour, not management, thank God. We're in sales, not management. You know? Well, and I, you know, I'm not sure that we really took a moment to also love and appreciate all those who have enthroned yeah. And all those who have supported us along the way and are still supporting us in yeah. many ways, in financially and in prayer yep. and in reaching out, being missionaries, whether they're official or not, we're all missionaries. Yeah. But, you know, not just the Lord appreciates you, we appreciate yeah. you. And we need you. Yeah. And we need to grow. And I, I like to think every house that has the sacred heart of Jesus in it is like a lighthouse in the darkness. Yeah, I love that. Image. And when you visit a home where the sacred heart is there, you're just like another source of light. Like there's yeah. another play, another lighthouse in this very, very dark ocean at night. But there's a lighthouse right here. And you see people who love Jesus wow. and you're like, you're a powerful reminder, you know? Yeah. I think I, we're going to Maine. So, <laughs> <laughs> that, that kind of warms me up the lobster. Lobster, oh. you know, lighthouse lobster. Think of that when you're dipping it in All the right. butter. Maybe <laughs> we ought to skip to number 12. So, in closing, um, Father. You know, the Lord offers us these promises, these assurances. And, and the 12th one is I promise you in the excessive mercy of my heart that my all powerful love will grant to all those who receive Holy Communion on the first Fridays. In nine consecutive months, the grace of final perseverance. They shall not die in my disgrace, nor without receiving their sacraments. My divine heart shall be their safe refuge in their last moment. Now, Father, he's offering the grace, Mm -hmm. but we have to receive the grace. You have to open the door. Yeah. Even at that time. Yeah. 
So, I mean, well, the thing is, like, when you bring the Sacred Heart of Jesus into your home, you're cultivating, you're turning over the soil. Mm -hmm. The Sacred Heart has been planted within you, but you have to keep it alive. You have to keep Mm -hmm. watering it by going to Holy Mass. That's why he says nine consecutive First Fridays. You know, you make that effort to water. And the thing is, anyone who goes to Holy Mass with the intention of receiving our Lord in Holy Communion for nine First Fridays, they're living a reality. Mm -hmm. And that reality will be deeply planted within their heart, and it will bear fruit at that moment when the Lord has come to bring us from this life to take us to the next. Well, Father, how do we cover uh, the saints and feast days for the month in four (laughs) minutes? I think it's three. (laughs) We just go straight to Jesus. So we got the feast feast of the Sacred Heart, but we also have one, June the 12th, Immaculate Heart of Mary. Yes, and, and that's then, one of those beautiful twin feasts. The Lord, you know, the church always has the Immaculate Heart of Mary uh, the Saturday after the first Friday, or the, the Feast of the Sacred Heart on a Friday. Yeah. And then the 24th Solemnity of the Birth of St. John the Baptist. Yes. These are big hitters. Huge. Many yeah. opportunities to go and just bask in the glory of the Lord by praying the Holy Mass. Many, many opportunities. And um, this hour always goes so fast. It goes so fast. But sometimes fast. life is so slow. Well, time flies when you're having fun, Father. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. So we are so grateful you were able to join us here on the Sacred Heart Hour here on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. We close by just reminding you in this month of the Sacred Heart just how much you are loved and just how much the Lord in his mercy makes available those reminders of his love. We beg you, we invite you, we encourage you to bring the heart of Jesus into your home and through that sacred heart, find peace. Find the peace that Christ is offering to you. So as we bring to a close this uh, first Friday, Hour of the Sacred Heart, on this month of June, we invite you to please know that throughout the month here on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, we will be making many different opportunities available to learn more about the Sacred Heart of Jesus, either every Friday morning here at 8 a.m. or throughout different programs and prayers and offerings throughout the day. Please make use of this opportunity to hear about the heart of Jesus on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. As we bring to a close this hour, we invite you to join us in the enthronement prayer for the Sacred Heart of Jesus. Most kind Jesus, we humbly kneel at thy feet. We consecrate ourselves to thy divine heart. Be our king forever. In you we have full and entire confidence. May thy spirit penetrate our thoughts, our desires, our words, and our deeds. Bless all our undertakings. Share in our joys and in our trials and in our labors. Grant us to know you better, to love you more, and to serve you without faltering. Amen. 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 This is listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, AM820 on WVSG Columbus and FM88.3 WSGR New Boston, Portsmouth.